from Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. Welcome to another Silver Dollar episode of Stay Paid, where we're going to bring you the most actionable advice on sales, marketing, leadership, personal development in 15 minutes or less. Let me set my timer. Luke. Done. Woo. Almost missed it. Here we go. The best actionable advice. Yes. Not the second best. Not the third. We're talking number one search result in Google best. Yeah. Well, I was listening to this. No one clicks on the second search result in Google. (laughs) Let's be honest, people. I was listening to Simon Sinek today do a keynote and he was talking about how universities and every business just claims they're the best and it's just an arbitrary thing that you can't ever prove oh. he goes it's all smoke and mirrors well, because here. everybody We've it's like research. on one little item and, but he was talking about it. it's powerful like from a marketing standpoint like what are you the best in and you know you can use well that i to asked your my advantage. mom and she said we were the best yeah exactly no. <laughs> the best by josh's mom ever <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about something that has really come up recently on a podcast that we just did with Dan Allison. So episode 202, you guys can check that out if you haven't already. He talked about the five characteristics of a good referral source. And then we were doing a webinar yesterday. We've got another one that we're doing today where we even talk about some of his points there. And the second characteristic in that is that a good referral source has to understand who your ideal client is. So that kind of led us to say, well, do you? Does everyone even understand who their ideal client is so that you can then communicate that with your referral sources? So we're going to go through that today. We're going to talk about four things that you can kind of do this, this step-by-step process, or, or at least some of the questions that you have to ask yourself. Others are things that you can actually do and, and take action on uh, to, in order to find out who your ideal client is. But the first one that you really have to know, and it's kind of simple, kind of obvious, you have to know your product or the service that you offer. Yeah, the, the actual solution that you're giving to people, the, yeah. pain, the pain point that you're solving. I think when you think about your ideal client, one of the things that is so good about it is it will craft and form almost everything you do in your business. Yeah. It will cra- craft your messaging, which will craft your marketing. It will craft your sales pitches. Your it unique will craft, proposition. Right, it will craft who you're going after from a target audience standpoint. If you think about marketing, like the the more valuable your marketing become or your marketing becomes more valuable the more you can narrow down exactly to your audience this is why facebook has been so popular from an ad standpoint because it allows you from a certain degree to really hone in on the likes and interests now it's getting worse and worse as we both know as it goes along but understanding like what is the pain yes. that you solve and then what is the solution that you sell and in really understanding because people buy solutions they don't that. buy products yeah, who needs that right. Yeah. Like, it, what's that person? What t- part of their life are they in right now? What's happening to them? Yeah. You know, is it a middle-aged, you know, I was going to call you middle-aged. Sorry, dude. Me? Yeah, I was about to say. You is it call a middle, me middle-aged? I was about to go, is it a middle-aged uh, podcast producer? And I was like, wait, he's not middle-aged. How old are you now? I'm 39. I think that's middle-aged. No! That's, that's Jesse's shaking her head over there. I think that's... <laughs> But anyways, like who's your ideal client? Like what stage of their life? Well, I think that uh, Dan even maybe even painted a picture of this. Like if you just close your eyes and imagine a room full of people, like try and visualize like who would you want to work with in that room full of people? Because the other thing there is um, actually going through and determining your goals from the perspective of like what's a good experience that you've had with past clients, Mm. right? 
-hmm. And how would you, uh, how do you find more people with that fit that same sort of idea? So determining your goals is really looking at it and saying, what are the goals for your business? Is your goals to do a lot of, and we'll use real estate as an example, to do a lot of transactions at a low volume, you know, low price point? Is it to do high price points, yep. but low transaction volume and things like that? And then that'll and ultimately direct you to, what do you want to work with people in the luxury market? Mm-hmm. We had the, um, Jay Bear had a great example of that realtor down in Florida who only worked with people looking to buy $200,000 homes, looking to buy or sell $200,000 homes. And there's a very specific price point for him because he knew, number one, it fit into his business model and what he liked to do with high volume transactions. But it also fit into his value, which is he did this whole thing where he wrote this book on how to sell your home by yourself. Because a lot of people selling a home now, for $200,000. this is the FISBO guy. Right? Yeah, a lot yep. of people selling a home for $200,000. Not a lot of profit to be made there, so they try and sell it themselves. And yep. he kind of had a really unique strategy. You have to go back and listen to that interview with Jay Baer to kind of yep. hear what that strategy was in order to capture those people. So that's a goal yep. in your business that ultimately determines what type of client would fit within that. I goal. was listening to um, Ricky Carruth. Um, he had put out a YouTube video and he was talking about that. He wasn't talking about ideal client. He was talking about a marketing plan and all this stuff. But he was literally saying what you just said. He goes, you know, I, my goal is to sell around eight homes a month. And he wants them to be in the three hundred to $400,000 range. He actually said, I'd rather not have just one or two deals a month at the million dollar marks. And just because of the way he runs his business, the way he does his cold calling, all this stuff from his marketing standpoint. So understanding, OK, who's my ideal client? What are my goals for my business? And how do I go then target based upon getting those people to fulfill that goal? This applies past even com- from like a even though everybody has clients in their business, I was talking to my brothers about our rental business, right? And we were talking about what are the what's the ideal home that we want to go after that attracts the ideal renter, right? So it's like we're not really a middle aged podcast. Yeah, is that what you're pointing at there? <laughs> Josh is going to forever hold that against me, but. The the we're even thinking about it from that lens, right? Because why? Because we're sitting here and so many deals are popping on the market. So are we going to be a company that buys rentals that are just um, single family residential? Do, are we only going towards duplexes? Are we focusing on college age students? Are we focused on middle age podcasters? Like what? Are we, <laughs> what are we focused on, me, man? Yeah. No, no, it's true. It's even true in our business. And if you're, let's say, you're not a solo agent or you're not a solo sales professional, right? Um, and you're looking at this from our bit. Like I look at so much different marketing advice and stuff, and I look at like LinkedIn marketing strategies that I get all into them. And then I realize, wait a minute, this doesn't even apply to us because li- a lot of LinkedIn marketing strategies are more about this account-based yeah, marketing, like going asking a decision maker within a larger organization mm-hmm. that's going to buy a very high-ticket item. Your sales cycle is going to be six months. You know, sometimes from that perspective versus, you know, our business model is more higher volume. We're looking for recurring revenue Uh from individuals because it's a subscription. It's sending out marketing. It's a long term game. So once you even start to understand that, then you can start to understand, well, what strategies do I want to employ? What sales uh, techniques do I want to use? And then where do I find those people that I'm trying to reach? Because think about this, tying it back to the goals for the rental business that I do with my brothers. It's like, we said we want to build long-term equity, but also we want to win in the short term with cash flow. Mm. But we don't want to have to deal with a lot of problems, right? So if you don't want to have to deal with a lot of problems with rentals, you don't want to go after the low end, right? Um, At least in the areas we're looking because they're going to, even though they're going to cash flow way more, um, because you can get a better deal and buy a property low, 
you're, you're going to deal with tenants that don't take care of the properties. They don't pay their rent on time that, that request a bunch of stuff. So, you know, that all of a sudden, knowing that goal, knowing our ideal client now tells us what properties we're willing to look at yeah. and buy. Yeah. So Another way you can go through is go through and analyze your past transactions and interactions you've had with people, right? So this would be going back and looking at, hey, the uh, transactions that are driving my business, the 80-20 rule, kind of yep. like the 20% of people that are driving 80% of your business, what commonalities, what characteristics do they all have, do they all share? And that will also help you kind of start to get on paper as we go into building your customer avatar, what you should be looking for in that. And I mentioned this in the last point, but also thinking about the experiences that you had with clients and you're kind of hitting on it with your rental properties. Yep. I don't want to deal with clients that are going, that's going to require a lot of maintenance and require a lot of problems. So thinking back and saying, okay, what experience that I had that kind of made my stomach churn, that kind of make my palms start to sweat and yep. say, how do I now avoid those types of experiences with future clients? Yep. And a great actionable item for everybody is to call your top 10 transactions that you had in 2020. Those top 10 clients Call them almost in a way you're interviewing them. Yeah. You're learning about them. You're learning about what they loved about your business. They're, you're learning about even the pain points that associate it with your business because that's going to help you even refine even more. These are the people that you love to work with. So what is it that they said they love about you? Because now it will shape your whole marketing. It will shape everything, your messaging, yeah. all that good stuff. And so then once you've kind of thought through all of that, the next step is to put it on paper and to create your customer avatar. So a customer avatar is um, sort of a personification of a fake person. So you almost want to build this out as if you're – give them a name, like call them Joe, call them Mary, whatever you want to do. Give them an actual name. What did we name, name our and, avatar? Uh, we had Rita, the real estate agent. Rita. I know. I think we had Frederick, the financial advisor. <laughs> We have a few different ones that are rely heavily on we alliteration. Also have, uh, we have Mark E. Ting. Oh, Mark E. Ting. Yeah, that's our that's team. our marketing customer profile, customer avatar, whatever you want to call it, persona. Um, you want to put that down on paper. We're actually going to include a printable at ReminderMedia.com slash avatar that you can print out or work on your computer, start filling some of this stuff out. First one is go through what we just talked about. List out their goals and values. What goals do these people want to achieve? What values do they have, right? Uh, list out the sources of information. Where, where are they getting their information from? What books are they reading? What magazines? What conferences do they go to? What gurus do, do they, they follow on social media? So what Luke was saying, whenever you call those 10 best clients, connect with them on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Look at who they're following. What are their challenges and what are their pain points? Super, super important. And then what are their objections and their role That's in the so sales good. process? So if you're working with married couples, you know, you might want to look at what is the role of that person within the within the marriage. I'll That's give you a hint. Point. Most of the time, it's the female. <laughs> that makes the decision. That makes the decisions. So you want to look at that and determine, you know, what type of role, what type of objections might they have in the purchase process, and then start to fill in your demographics. Age, gender, marital status, number or age of children, location, occupation, annual income might be something, level yeah. of education might be one. Not all of them are going to be relevant. Yep. So, you know, don't get distracted by red herrings and figure out, well, I got to know what job title, mm -hmm. you know, my customers have to have. That might be a red herring if you focus in on the ones that actually impact. Uh, annual income probably has an impact on you a little bit if you're helping people out with their financial services or their home. Well, stick, to, stick true to your ideal client. Like, mm -hmm. that's the key. Like, once you de develop who this person is, stick true to that messaging and who you're going after and don't fall into the the problem that everybody faces, which is trying to chase any deal. Now, when you're new, 
I'll put a caveat on here. When you're new in real estate, you're new in business. <laughs> you're gonna need to. You're gonna. You're gonna have to put in the grind, and you're gonna have to uh, go through the struggle and the pain just to learn. And so, it's not a problem if you have to take every deal in the beginning, even though it's more valuable not to have to. But I understand when you're starting out, it's a, it's a little bit more difficult. But stay true to it, and what you're gonna find is this whole concept of people becoming attracted to you. You're yeah. going to attract more people of your ideal client will start yeah. happening. I think Erin Botsford had a great point, which you just said about the wife making the decisions. Like she knows so much of these things and how this works that she even places, she's a top producing financial advisor now as a coach and all this stuff. So, so you got to listen to her episode, but she will seat the wife at the head of the table, the husband's back to the conference room. So he doesn't get distracted. Yeah, so he doesn't get distracted. <laughs> it was pretty interesting, right? It was, it was but the whole point of this is like, this is a process. So this is yep. not something you're going to be like, oh, I know what my customer avatar is. I know what my ideal client is. You're not going to know that intuitively. If you do, great, you're a leg up. But you're going to have to take time to actually think yep. through this, brainstorm, talk to other people. If you've got people in your business, brainstorm with them. Start listing this stuff out. Get the whiteboard out. Get the notepad out. Start sketching out some of these ideas. Do the sweat equity. Call your past clients so that you can start to gather information from there and then ultimately put that on paper. But that's always going to give you mm -hmm. someone to come back to and say, is this opportunity, is this uh, effort that I need to put forward to getting this lead, does this person match my ideal client? And then from there leads naturally into how do I go find yep. more of my ideal clients. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can head on over to Stay Paid Podcast for the show notes. We're going to have a link to that printable, remindermedia.com slash avatar. You can print that out and work on your ideal client worksheet there. Uh, to support the show, we'd love it if you head on over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts, throw us a five-star <laughs> rating, uh, and make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you choose. Uh, we will read your reviews on our Golden Nugget episodes. So whenever we do our interviews, we always read yes. our listener reviews on those episodes as well. And the best way to help out the show is to tell a friend about it and share this on your social media. Uh, Luke, I have some uh, upsetting, potentially upsetting news. Okay. I actually uh, got a new job. Okay. Crushing soft drink cans. Yeah, so I have to, I'm quitting. I have to, I got a new job crushing soft drink cans. It's so depressing. I don't get it. It's soda. Soda pressing. pressing. Oh my soda. gosh. Oh my gosh. Yep. That wraps up our first recording of 2021, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. If you want to get hold of me or Luke, you can find us on Instagram. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. Luke is at Luke Acri. On Instagram for this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, and I'm Luke Acri, and here's your action item from this is we want you to fill out that customer avatar. So make sure you check us out at staypaidpodcast.com. You go to the show notes. You'll get the link to that. Fill out that avatar. Start understanding who your ideal client is. It will help you with your messaging. It will help you with your marketing. It will help you understand what's going on in the, in the minds of your clients. Remember this. The difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. Take action on that today.